Hi, and welcome to the Art of the Profitable Lifestyle Gym podcast. I'm Chris Thorndike, a 14-year practicing brick-and-mortar gym owner. In this podcast, we'll talk you through how to grow your gym membership base with long-term members, how to create a consistent flow of leads, and how to enjoy running a gym that gives you the income you need to live the lifestyle you want. I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month take home and make $5,000 a month in gym profit. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Uh, excited to be here. Andrea and I getting into another important topic about scaling your business and growing your skills as an owner. Today, we're going to talk about when is it the right time to be transparent with your prices. And this is something on a lot of you know owner uh, enrollment coaches' minds of feeling insecure about talking about prices to prospects. And there's this notion that um, I need to get someone into an enrollment appointment for them to feel or to understand or to really get the value. And is that the right you know, frame of mind to have? And are you losing potential members because you're waiting? Or two, what does that say about your um, belief in your program to describe it or to communicate it or to show your difference. And if you haven't yet gone there in that understanding, um, are you giving up a lot of potential sales and educating the market that you're unique, that you're you special from, and special from other programs out there? Um, so guys, that's what we're going to talk about today. And maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you're hanging on to the price to the point where uh, you have to invite someone into the appointment or wait for them to ask you know, 10 times how much is the price before you give it up. And uh, that makes you feel uncomfortable and salesy. And we need to lean into that feeling today. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's a very common um, like place for someone to be in, right? Like someone opts in and they're super excited and they responded to your ad and they're like, Kim, how much is it? And immediately like you get like this like feeling in like your stomach of like, well, I don't want to tell them, you know, over text, like they don't know anything about me. They don't know anything about our program. They don't know it's this difference. It's different than just a global gym and orange theory. And what do I say? What do I do? Do I just tell them oh, I should just be upfront, right? Like, let me just tell them like, they're going to value my directness. So I'm just going to tell them and then you do, and they don't respond or you don't. And then you feel like, am I hiding something from you? I don't want you to think I'm like being evasive. So you get all of these thoughts that happen in your head in a matter of like two seconds and you don't really know how to navigate that conversation. And it's so, like a trap too. It's like, how much is it? And if you answer it, you already get to a point in the conversation where uh, you've got someone in front of you and you've answered the question, but they know nothing about you. So uh, in one aspect, a lot of owners out there are saying, I've done that, doesn't work, but I don't know what works or how to approach it. So this, uh, this has to be opened up. So I'm excited about this topic. Yeah. So what do you feel like is the biggest like issue with someone, you know, maybe let's kind of like paint another scenario scenarios. You're talking, they're learning about your program. They're texting you back. They're telling you their goals. Um, you told them about your program, you communicated, you know, what makes you different, um, and unique, and then it comes to the natural part of the conversation where they're like, okay, great. How much is this? Um, what do you think 
stops gym owners from sharing at that point of the conversation, right? Because it's like when we're talking about when to share at the very beginning might be like, this is too soon. (laughs) We don't know each other at all, but there is a part of, um, there is a time in the pre-enrollment conversation, like in the texting conversation where it might feel natural, but still like gym owners are not sharing. They're waiting until like, no, this person has to be in front of me in my gym. And then we can talk about price. Like, what do you think stops that from being communicated, even when it feels like a natural place to share that? I think this comes down to a couple things. Um, one understanding where you're at in the buying process, or at least having a good game plan when it comes to um, people buying from you. So going into this, I think you need to believe that you're different and uh, unique. But if you give up the price too soon, I think this is what you're talking about, where they don't know anything about you. It can feel like, well, I just answered this person's question. And they got information that is true, but they still don't know how to compare me or even know if I'm valuable and will work for them. So I've always felt like if I don't help this person become aware of how I do things and how I can help them, I always left the conversation feeling uneasy. Um, So it never was a good feeling for me, even if I answered the question uh, of price. So I think one of the first things that I would look for in terms of positioning the price is we need to, to have a say in the conversation too. It literally needs to be a conversation. It's not a, hey, how much do you cost? Because to your point, people are asking that through text. They're walking in gym facilities and saying, hey, I'm interested. How much does it cost? They're just leading with this question, but there's no real game plan of um, the enrollment you know, coach or the coach really slowing the conversation and saying, hey, welcome. <laughs> I got you. Let me help you learn everything you need to know. So I think there's a rush to conclusion of like, just because they know the price, they actually know what to do with that or understand if it's a good value. So that's one of the first things is really having the confidence that you are different and knowing that you need to take some time to educate this person on what they're considering buying. Yeah. So, uh, you, you can't just immediately hop into that. And that's why I'm saying it already needs to be back behind that piece um, before for talking about pricing and, and understanding apples to apples, you could say. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest like um, insecurities of like, am I different? Right. Like if you've questioned if your program is different, then to some degree, you don't believe that you're unique or different than your competitors, right? But I do the same thing that CrossFit ABC down the street does. But like, yeah, I mean, we're like a little different because of the community, but we are, am I? So if you catch that uncertainty in your own mind and your own thought process, it is going to be really hard to like have belief in your program Um, So when someone challenges you on price and like questions you on like, why are you so much more expensive? The the way that you know, if you actually believe in your program is when someone says that you don't get anxious, 
you're just like, oh, okay, clearly you don't understand. Like you don't see what I see yet. Let me help you. Because if you don't believe in your program and you don't actually believe you're different and you don't believe that like what you have is very unique and they can't get it anywhere else, then you start getting nervous and anxious and you're like, you're right. We are actually the same. I've just, this is what I priced it at. I don't really, I don't actually know how to respond to your question. (laughs) It's like this nervous anxiety of it just, you're deduced to just price because you don't know how to fill in the blank with anything beyond just answering the question. And you got some work to do there. And it's not, you know, so superficial and right in front of you. Like this is something that took years and years of development to understand how I'm unique and special and how to communicate that. But one of the first things I would say, Andrea, is like, uh, we as a small group, uh, you know, training, we have to start to identify that we are in our own niche. And you've mentioned this in the past before, even when we talk a lot about pricing, um, large group training has traditionally been the standard pricing model. And unfortunately, those price points are not working for small group businesses like our niche 15-person classes. So guys, right there, that separation and shifting that identity from work group training, no, 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 no. There's small group training and large group training. And we primarily focus on more personalization and small groups already right there. Uh, Andrea, I get a lot of strength knowing that I don't have a ton of people in my class. I can be personalized. I can know people by name and uh, each week what they're working on. So if we don't go into that conversation and immediately understand where this person's headspace is at, when it comes to, I need help with fitness and I know I have options, but if you immediately go there thinking that you're the same as your competitor, yeah, you're, you're going to just answer the price question and hope that for whatever reason, they've read something, felt something, had a friend, whatever, lean them towards small group training. Yeah. You're essentially leaving that education part of the conversation that really is your job to own as the owner. Um, you're, you're kind of like letting them do that on their own, which ultimately is not the best way that you serve your client, right? You serve your client best by providing them with the knowledge that they don't know with new beliefs, like even in your clients, like you have to create a new belief that like, I am a healthy person and I work out three times a week. You actively are helping change someone's identity really. And you serving them and giving them the tools and information they need is a part of your job in the service side, just as much as it is your job in the enrollment and sales side. Like you, you still have to give them information that you did. They need, you still have to educate them. You still have to ask them questions. You have to challenge the way that they're thinking and believing about fitness and nutrition, because what they've been thinking and believing is currently why they are where they are. And they're telling you, I want something different. So the best way that you can help them is to help them see that. And you don't do that when you just give them a number without any context or any explanation or anything to like really walk them through that process. Here's the ironic thing too, is like when you you think about how do I be different, right? Like what are the tasks? Like what, you know, how do I just go do, 
being different, Chris. Right? So, <laughs> Give me the uh, checklist to be different. <laughs> right. And, and here, here's a no brainer, but this often gets missed is like when someone goes to a Globo gym, okay. There's not a lot of discussion of, hi, how can I help you? Or, or what do you want to work on? Because that's not their model. There's no relationship building. And that's often the discussion of, we have a gym, facility and equipment, here's the price. There's zero service in terms of getting this person to feel like you care. And in our model, one of the biggest differences is like retention and uh, having long-term relationships is a, a common piece of being in a small group business. And if you don't make them feel like they're a person and build the relationship from the start, you're just like the global gym. There's no difference to be felt by the consumer. So one of the first things that stands out is just slowing it down. And no matter how eager they are, Andre, that a lot of that's just nerves, right? Of people, they don't know what to ask because they don't know how to buy fitness. You know, they just think that just because they have equipment or space, like that's all they need. But our ideal clients, you know, we talk about this a lot where they, they start to recognize that that broken model doesn't work for them. But if you don't show up as a different experience and someone who cares, you guys are leaving a lot off the table when it comes to, you know, just getting in there and creating a different feeling from the start of the relationship, not even getting into the price point yet, Andrea or anything, but there, yeah. that really needs to set the preface that that's all built into the price point or the value when we do get to that point. But this is a, a key piece of saying, how do I show up and be different? Well, slow down, be a human is one of the first things. What would you say to someone who is like, yeah, yeah, I know how I'm different from a global gym. I know how I'm different from Orange Theory. I know how I'm different from like a personal trainer. Like I know that I'm like a small group training facility, but what about the small group training facility that's like five minutes down the road where I'm the same as them, quote unquote. How am I different from them if I'm the same? The first thing is if you're thinking that or worried about it, you're already off track. You know, there, there's no comparison because there's no one like you. And until you focus on the people that are in your facility and what they need, until you really start digging into how you do things and how that's impacting the results that you're getting for your clients, well, you're not going to be centered on the right thing to have that discussion. And that's a big misconception is that you need to know your competitor in every you know, inch of their program and facility. And I think that's crap. You know, I, I barely know anything uh, about my people's intimate you know, programs because I'm so focused on how I'm getting my clients help. So when I do have that discussion, I'm so excited about our process. I'm so excited and about our members. You're speaking out of the certainty of your own program and results that it's just being communicated as like, no, this is the best program. I know it. And someone would be like, well, do you though? Cause do you know every single other 14 gyms in the area's programs? And you're like, I don't care. Mine, like I know mine will get you the results. And if you sell from that energy, people are going to be like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> here's, here's the tr honest truth. It's not our decision to make of whether we're different. It's the prospects. 
So if we understand that, my job is just to help them see how I can help them and what makes my program effective and the right fit for them. And then it's their job to take that information and compare it to the other things that they've done in the past, the things that they've read or searched, and they're the actual ones that determine if I'm different. But my own uniqueness is clearly tied in how well I know my program, my system, my members' ability to get the outcomes that I'm promising. And if I focus on that, I show up so much more energized and clear and focused. Because um, I'll, I'll give an example. If someone said, hey, you know, I'm researching this gym down the street. How are you guys different? I go, you know, I don't know much about their program, but I can help you understand exactly how I can help you and what we're about. And then you can have all that information to determine, uh, you know, what you need and if we're the right fit. So if, That's if I can come to that with that place, it's their responsibility, in my opinion. Which people really appreciate that because then it's like, oh, you're not trying to sell me. You're not trying to convince me why you're better. You're just sharing what you do. Cool. I'm going to trust you because it seems like you don't want to like sell me something. You're just trying to serve me. You're trying to give me what I need to make the best decision for myself. hundred percent. And truthfully, I don't know anything about their program. Who better to speak than them? Or in some of these mm-hmm. cases, you talk out of fear and you can talk poorly about uh, people and trying to take light off them and towards you. And that doesn't get received well yeah. by, you know, people purchasing things. So uh, you can't go down that road. That's a slippery slope. And uh, it is important to understand when you get this question that I think what we're saying is that's a trigger to look inward and talk about you and how you can help this person and you know why you're so excited about the opportunity to, to get them on track. And that's where that should go conversationally to, to uh, answer that question not outwardly on things you can't control or, um, you know, really don't have the awareness of these other businesses. Yeah. Okay. So the one thing that it would just take for you to be transparent at the time where people ask for the price, um, you know, the, the time that it feels natural because you've already had that conversation is one, I really do believe my program is different and I know how to communicate that. I understand my program inside in and out, my clients, the process I walk them through, the results they're getting. So now I can communicate that. And because I feel confident in my communication of that, because I have the belief in my program, now I can just share the price with my prospects, knowing that like, we're different and I know how to communicate. We're different. What is another thing that it would take for, for gym owners to be transparent with sharing their prices? Uh, for me to do this effectively and, and what we've taught our clients is you have to truly believe that you're the best option for that client. And what I mean by that is you got to get, you know, this beginning to, um, getting to know the prospect, understanding what they need, um, where they're at in their current level of fitness, what are some of the challenges they've had with trying to reach that goal and determine, can you solve that? Are you truly the right fit for them? Because if you're not, or you're not asking those questions, a lot of the uneasiness, I think going into the price is 
you don't know if you can really help them or fulfill that. So if someone gives you money, you could be feeling guilty about taking that because you may be giving it back because they, they get into this program. They're like, whoa, this isn't, this isn't what I needed. But if you never took the time to get to know that, what that client needed and what they've done in the past, what gets them excited about fitness, like all these things are meant to be uh, a relationship builder and an alignment to the right fit. So how can you, in my opinion, align someone with the right fit if you don't know yourself and you don't know them? So that's the other side of the equation, I would say, is when you talk about price, that alignment is likely off if you feel icky or like it's coming up too fast in the conversation. Yeah. And I think that comes from, like, like you said, asking good questions, right? Asking the questions that you need to know and understand to really like, no, I am the best option for this person. Now to kind of go back to what we said previously, it doesn't matter what we, like, it matters what we think, but it also doesn't matter. What we think like it matters that we believe we're the best option, but ultimately the person has the autonomy to decide what they think. And so it's kind of like a, you have to look at it from like two angles, like it matters, but it doesn't matter, but it matters. <laughs> um, and we can only feel certain if we are the best option and best solution for a client. If again, we go back to that service, like, do we know them? Did we ask the right questions? Are we supporting them in their like desire to learn more about their options and solutions for health and fitness? I think a lot of the anxiety comes from like, what comes from a lot of things, but one of the things is, you know, they just asked me this and I believe I'm the right option, but I don't know, like, they don't know it yet. I, 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 just, I just wish they would trust me. Like, I just want, like, just believe me. This is great. My clients and that like nervous energy doesn't actually serve the client. It's about you and what you want. Like, I just want you to like, trust me. Can't you just trust me and like, just try it. Just watch and it's like, that has nothing to do with the client and has everything to do with what you want. And again, we have to get back to this place of service. When you're selling, you're actually serving, you're serving and you're helping someone make the best decision for themselves. Even if they are a little afraid of the investment, even if they're a little uncomfortable with the time commitment, even if they're a little afraid of like what it will quote unquote cost them in terms of like their habits and their lifestyle, like you still want to serve them and walk them through that. Yeah, this is about readiness, right? You, you would never want to start someone, um, you know, like this is a gross example of someone who just came out of surgery or, you know, was in an injury. And, and if you didn't take the time to ask that and you put someone like that in your program and that leads to injury or putting them in harm, so that's obviously a gross example, but that's the same kind of thing where if someone doesn't have a certain level of experience or readiness in terms of commitment, in terms of mindset, you would want to know that too, because what we do is hard. What we do requires you to sweat and put energy and effort. And if they don't have the physical and the mental component to begin this journey, that's where I think, Andrea, a lot of the uh, speed that people want with sales uh, gets lost, meaning I just need to get them 
into the program or try a class, but they're skipping all these steps of we'll call it due diligence or like relationship building. And had you known that or seen those things, you probably wouldn't sign up all of those people, or you could start to see why people are falling out of the program early or not continuing on and having, you know, a, a long successful relationship with you. But it's tied to what we're talking about is uh, you must learn to slow down. And part of slowing down is understanding your unique ability. And that's what makes you different and understanding your unique ideal client. And that means something guys, like you're looking for a certain person who has qualities and characteristics that align with participating and being successful in your program. If they don't have those things, you're basically signing yourself up for a bad client or an early termination or someone who could potentially get injured and fall out anyways, or just be a jerk in a group program that thrives on socialization and people having similar goals and liking to be around people. So those are some high risks. In, in my opinion, of skipping this and just positioning the price just because someone asks. Yeah. So it is like an understanding of, you know, are you the best option for your client, gauging their readiness? And again, kind of going back to like being willing to serve them where they're at. Um, I think the last thing that it takes to be transparent with your, your pricing at the right time Um is the, it's all about the, the money mindset of it. It is this idea that I think a lot of gym owners have is people buy based on price. Um, and that's not true. And I think that a lot of times that is the the biggest thought that gets in the way. It's like, no, they're going to know I'm like the most expensive. They're not even going to want to talk to me. They're going to like write me off right and out right away. And you're only thinking that because of the belief, like people want the cheapest option or people want not the highest, most expensive option. And I think something that you have shared that allows you to like be transparent and confident and upfront with your prices when you've gotten to that point of the conversation before the like enrollment appointment is people want what I offer. Like that's just like a fundamental belief that you have. And I think it's like, like one of the like core fundamentals of your, like your success is just like you operate from that state and you never have to like feel um like you're hiding something because your fundamental belief is people want what I have to offer like I've explained it to her like of course why wouldn't you want it here's the price right and I I want to preface this before kind of talking deeper on this where there are a lot of people out there that want what we offer and my mindset is there's way more that people want what I offer than there are fewer out there that um, they're not ready or don't want it. And you have to go into that optimistic view, in my opinion, of believing that there's plenty of people in the world. There's plenty of people in my radius of 20 minute drive that either don't know I exist or two, they don't know that there's more options out there for them. And when we start getting past that 
and start looking towards the light, right? And as coaches, we point our clients towards positivity and motivate them and guide them. This is no different for people out there that I think, Andrea, are kind of off track and looking for someone to inspire them and guide them. And when we approach it, like, those are my people. Like, I want to get in front of those people and get, get them excited about finding the solution that will actually work for them. And you need that mentality. And if you haven't, maybe you've forgotten what it's like to be a coach for, you know, uh, someone that is so coachable and, and excited to learn from you, but that's what we're building. I really look at it as if I were to position someone with the right workouts, with the right environment and, and the right feedback, they are going to crush it. But there are some things that we have to believe in order to find those people and, and kind of create this alignment that I'm talking about. So I want to go through some of the things that um, are important to, you know, when we say people want what I offer, the first thing that should go up is like, what people, who are they? Chris, tell me where to find those people. Cause I'm not coming in contact with those people. I'm coming in with price shoppers. I'm coming in with bros. They already figured it out. You know, they just want my gym space or they just want, you know, a, a workout area, to, you know, all these things race through your head, but you're not looking at it through the lens that who are your people that want this? And if you can focus on what's in front of you and those people, all of a sudden, everyone else doesn't matter and you can get out of that headspace. So here, here's a couple of people that I really, really love and, and look for and seek out. Um, my people are ones that are not on track. So I recognize when people reach out to me, that's a clear distinction that they're not on track. Otherwise, they'd already be on track using the thing that they are signed right. up for. Someone who's on gym. track. It's like, they're not reaching out to you because yeah. they got it all figured out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's something a good indicator. Missing. Yeah, at yeah. some level, something is missing. So that already should get you hype right? Like this person, no matter how much they bluff or posture, they don't have it figured out because otherwise they would not be reaching out to you. Um, so you need to understand that. That's an important one. Just, just the moment you get a contact in your, or someone to show up at your door, that's a sign. Um, and we have to recognize that. What does that mean? What does that tell us? Well, they're likely not happy with where they're at. They're not seeing progress or they're not getting the results fast enough. So we start to really, when we, when we think about their mindset, um, I start to see all the opportunities I can help them, all the ways that my program and the way that we laid it out is going to be able to get them unstuck. Because we have, and, and that's my mindset, is they're unstuck, they have a problem, I have a solution, right? So we're starting to identify the characteristics that our ideal clients have and that's what strengthens this belief going into the price is that they are saying the things, they are experiencing the things that my most successful clients said, right? They're right exactly where I want them um, in the start of the relationship for us to take them through. But here's the thing is I recognize that the more I focus on the qualities and the characteristics, it strengthens my position. It strengthens my ability to show 
how I'm different and how I'm unique and how I'm special because they have a lot of question marks on why am I not successful on my own? Why did the gym not work for me? You know, I, I tried, you know, large group training. It, it wasn't right for me. Like we have to, you know, help them kind of work through these issues and highlight how we're not going to be like that, or we're not going to do things that way. And when I, when I really look at that, I start to see people also that they don't want to work out on their own. They just thought it was an easier, less, you know, uh, laborsome process just to go join a gym. But what they have woken up to is, I don't know how to create a workout. I don't know how to live safely. Uh, I really don't want to put in the time to energy to managing all of these things. I'm inconsistent with my class. They're starting to wake up, guys, to these problems that we already have solutions for but they don't completely see how we've solved all these problems in their head until we start seeing that we've got someone in front of us that is communicating those things. And then lastly, Andrea, I would say, there's a lot of people out there that do have a routine. They're going to the gym, but they're just not happy. They're not challenged. They're, you know, for a lot of owners, I think they've trained themselves on their own and developed this discipline to the point where they needed something more and found a, a more effective way of working out. And that's often what we do is we believe in our training. Therefore, we create a program that is built off this style of training. So recognizing that there are people who also are not completely falling off track and you know don't have anything going on with fitness, but they're, they're, they're not having fun or they're not doing it in the right atmosphere uh, for them to feel pushed or driven or get better performance and give more effort because they're too distracted, possibly by doing the same old routine, um, you know, not learning something new, you get bored. So guys, that's really where I gain my strength is saying people want what I offer. They're everywhere. They're abundant. But I think you've done the thing, you know how like somebody will be like, people use this analogy a lot, like about a red car, like yeah. you're not shopping for a red car. You don't really notice the amount of red cars. And then as soon as you're like, I want to buy a red car, you're like, there's so many red cars everywhere. That's what you just did. You just, just you didn't, I don't know if you consciously know that you did that, but you just described like people want what I offer. Here are the people. Here are the three types of people. Here's who they are. I know them. I see them everywhere because I know I'm so aware of who my people are that I just see them everywhere. And I think that that also, again, going back to like the service side of it, like you're so um, in tune with the people that you serve that you can't help but just see them everywhere. You can't help but just be like, yeah, of course, there's so many people that want this. And that can only happen when you step out of like, can people afford it? Can they afford my prices? Are they going to sign up with my gym? Like that is very much focused on you and not focused on like the people that you're trying to serve. And yeah, so I would say I'll, I'll kind of close on this then and then, um, kind of recap where my people, those people that I just described will pay. My people will be excited to pay. My people will be excited to have structure, a coach guiding them and support like they've never had. And they come in 
with enthusiasm that matches mine when we're excited to work together. Now, here's the trap is if you buy into the, the people that are not those people, meaning they say you're not, um, you know, you're too expensive or you're not like the person down the street. I, you know, I'm really looking for a deal. Um, these are all things that make you question your beliefs and, and it, it doesn't give you certainty that everybody out there shopping is right for you. And I'm, what I'm saying to you guys is that's a good thing. That's a sign that you are starting to see and become aware that you don't want to work with everybody. You want to work with your people. And if you haven't taken the time to get to know your people and understand who your people are, that in itself is going to be one of the major things to work on and why you're noticing, uh, Andrea, I would say the kind of superficial problem is the price, that, that feeling that you get when someone asks you about price, it's actually rooted in the three things that we covered today. Like the real solution is behind just your price. You know, it's like, that feeling or that emotion is tied to an incompleteness. You haven't put in the time to recognize your difference. You haven't put on, put in the time to recognize that you've actually got the right person in front of you that is right to, to begin your program. And then lastly, you've actually got uh, the person who has the issues and problems that you solve better than anybody. Yeah. I think the last thing that I would say is a lot of times the experience, the selling experience influences what we think and how we see and value our program. And I think that as a business owner, you need to separate those two. The selling experience is the selling experience. It doesn't actually mean anything about the value and transformation that you offer your clients. It's just like, you learning the selling experience, like you learning how to communicate the value, you learning how to build the belief, you learning about your clients and how to communicate to them and how to talk to your prospects. That experience will become more positive and enjoyable the more that you work on your belief, know your clients, all of that. But in the process of learning, you are going to run into the people that are like, that's too expensive. That's okay. Like that's their, that those are their thoughts. It doesn't actually mean that your program is expensive, that your value is not worth it, that your service is not high quality. Those two are separated. And I think that like building belief in the program and like taking the selling experience as it comes without, you know, making it mean like, oh, someone said it's expensive. It must mean it's expensive. No, it, that was just what they were. And that was just that part of the experience for them. Um, so I think seeing those two as separate and not like connecting it. Cause a lot of you will use those experiences as like evidence of like, see, everybody stops responding when I tell them the price. Like, see, I knew, I knew it. I knew it. My program is expensive. And it's like, okay, if you start believing your program is expensive, people will also believe it because that's how you're going to communicate. That's how you're going to act. That's how you're going to present your offer. That's how you're going to commute, like just, you know, experience it all. Um, It's a trap. Don't chase the negativity. You got to focus on that, that light. And I, I think the light 
you know, if you didn't pick it up, it's, it's all the people you can help. It's all the reasons why your program will work um, for the right person. Yeah. Cool. So this was interesting um, just to talk about. I think that it is something that a lot of gym owners are uh, kind of come up against when that pricing conversation comes and these thoughts and the anxieties do surface. And so this was just an episode to help you really dig a little deeper uh, into the mindset and the strategy that you might need to work on and build at in order to really solidify that belief and start selling and serving from a place of, you know, just wanting to help your clients, wanting to help your prospects and also confidence that you have the best and the perfect solution for them. So if this feels like, Hey, I want to go deeper and I want to like really like implement and practice this in my business and become the type of, you know, business owner that can do this well, can market and can sell and can service completely, you know, the, the promise that I'm offering to my clients and my prospects then, and you, you don't know how to do it. You want to like, you want someone to show you how to like move and understand all of those pieces of the process then we want to invite you to join our three-month marketing and business coaching program called Factory Forge Momentum. Inside that program, we really help you understand the three components that really are going to change your business. Number one, how do I create simple something that is simple? How do I create a business that is lean? And how do I create a program that is profitable? When you do all three of those, your gym really does t- get you to the next level and create the, yeah, the lifestyle and the freedom that you want. So if you're interested, head to www.factory4.com slash momentum and schedule a time to talk. If you're ready to start growing your membership base with long-term clients and building a gym that gives you income and lifestyle, then I want to invite you to apply to my program where I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month, take home, and make $5,000 a month in gym profit without spending all of your time working by implementing our proven process, the lifestyle gym model. Head to factoryforge.com forward slash apply to apply to work with us.